0: Hey guys, Ben here. Uh, This week at Journey Church we talked about inclusivity. Who's included now? And we talked about how since none of us really deserve God's grace or salvation or forgiveness, uh, that who are we to exclude anyone else? So we need to have this mentality of inclusion in what we do, especially in our front row, to always leave that empty space uh, in our front row. And it reminded me of a sermon I heard over a decade ago, uh, by a guy named Rick Siemens, who talked about uh dance card. Apparently, back uh, back in the day, uh, when you, people would go to a school dance or whatever, they would have a, a dance card they fill out that kind of made an appointment to who they were gonna dance with throughout the night. And there was a saying like, don't fill your dance card, always leave a space in your dance card, because once that's full, you might miss out on an opportunity to dance with that person you really wanted to dance with. So always leave a space in your dance card. We're always leaving that one empty seat, that one empty space, so that we can include someone else in that free gift of God's love. So as you go through this week, think, who can I include that maybe I've been excluding, or maybe I've been ignoring, or maybe just not noticing? Who can I include in my front row, or who can I include just to share what God's doing in my life, so they too can experience God's free gift of love and forgiveness? So I hope you're challenged by this. I know I am. Uh, Have a great week, and go be inclusive. 10 days till Thanksgiving. Do you know what you're doing yet, right? It's actually only 40 days to Christmas, but let's just deal with one holiday at a time. Uh, Odds are your Thanksgiving plans have changed a little bit than what you thought they might be. Um, I know ours have. Uh, This year, my parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And so even a couple, yes, yes, they they deserve applause for that. So. Even like two years ago, we said we have to do something. Um, we, our, our plan was to get everyone together, all the kids, all the grandkids together for the very first time ever in the same room. Never happened before. We thought, you know, we looked at our schedules and everything. The only time we could make it happen was Thanksgiving time. Uh, and then it all got 2020ed up, right? Because you know, the, originally, like, you know, the, the Airbnb that we that we booked in Oregon got changed into a, a fire evacuation site for all the people. So that was out. We had to rebook that. And then, you know, travel restrictions and all this. So we had people flying in from across the country. Uh, flights get canceled one, two, three, four times flights were canceled. It was just a, a pain. And then, you know, when we, everyone, everyone went, everyone went, went purple, uh, you know, talking about, quarantining before and after we said it's just not going to happen we so last week we made that very tough call to postpone till next year and so we'll celebrate the 51st anniversary uh next year hopefully that's the plan um but it's just tough because we want to if we can't include everyone if it's not going to work to get everyone there it's just not worth it we need to make sure that everyone gets there to make it uh to make it worthwhile and so um maybe that's where you are that's our thanksgiving plans they're they're just not the same. I mean, who's are you, who? This is the time, probably, you're making your plans, and this week is probably when you're gonna have to maybe uninvite some people, or maybe you're gonna be uninvited, and that's difficult. That's a hard thing to deal with, because um, we want to be inclusive. We want to include everyone. How inclusive should I be? That's the question we're wrestling with right now. How inclusive? Maybe, maybe finances are different this year. Maybe the that Christmas list of all those gifts you buy every year, maybe that has to get a little bit shorter, right? Um, Whatever it is, we want to include everyone, but sometimes we just can't. And how inclusive should we be with all this? The kingdom of God, though, is all-inclusive, right? Everyone got invited. God sent his love out for everyone. Jesus died for everybody. And so it's all inclusive. And if one of the main lessons I've learned in 2020 is that, you know, God's love is so much bigger than my little puny heart could comprehend. And embarrassingly, even though it was kind of subconscious, but embarrassingly, I realized that I was excluding entire groups of people that I thought were just kind of you know that didn't deserve it they weren't good enough that those are things i was kind of like putting them in. i was being exclusive and some of the things, the things that we say and think and do can actually be exclusive uh and that just goes in the face of what god's kingdom is and that's where we hit on today how we can uh deal with that how can we be more inclusive it's right and right there in our values right one of our five values is inviting at journey church and we just say we were not going to assume anything uh we said we're going to invite so we can share jesus so all those people that we think that you know oh we've written them off like oh they have no interest in god or they they don't even care about god why, why should we include them um we invite those people too everyone should be invited because christ died for all of us um if we talk about our front row which is those 8 to 15 people that are close enough that we can actually have a connection with them uh, we talked about that in the last series, about how, you know, we can't minister to every single person we've ever met. We need to have a kind of a focused... Uh, people that are focused so we call those people our front row people who are living close enough we can connect with them that we can actually speak into their lives have some kind of influence in their lives and and, and that's good we should write those names down we should pray for them we should invest in them we should uh, lift them up and look for ways to include them uh, for sure Um, but there's in this four different categories every month we fill out our new card of the new names because it should be kind of uh, it could change based on what's going on in our lives at that time Uh, and the hardest section for me to fill out every month is that very bottom one, the potentials. Uh, the, the people that you know that seem to be showing up in my life that maybe God you hey, you should include them. And it's kind of hard. And so maybe the point I'm gonna get to today is that maybe it's okay to leave that very last line blank on purpose. And I'll tell you why as we get into it. So with that in mind, Let's look and see what Paul wrote to the Romans in uh, chapter 15 here. He says this, I'm fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness, that you know these things so well and you can teach each other all about them, right? I kind of feel that's how Journey Church is right now to where we are, right? We have a Bible plan that hundreds of us are reading every single day, Uh, right? We have, a uh, great teaching team that all take turns Think of how the best way to illustrate God's Word is to you. We have an amazing kids' ministry that's reaching these these young and formidable lives, and reaching out to the community, too, doing amazing things, showing generosity to all those great things. We have a great worship team that just keeps us in God's presence all the time. We have an amazing tech crew that people never see but are really making the highest quality uh, online presence that we have. We can send this out to you. Uh, it's just amazing uh, stuff. We have a great, we have discussion groups that every every day, day of the week where people get together and talk about what they're learning about God and what God's doing in their lives. We have all the things we need. We have every resource we need available to progress on a spiritual journey with Jesus. We're all set, right? That's kind of what Paul's saying here. But then he says, even so, I've been bold enough to write about some things at these points knowing that all you need is this reminder, right? Don't, aren't you worried what he's saying next? What, we have everything we need, but let me remind you of one thing, right? Here's what's coming. What is he reminding us of? For by God's grace, the next four words hit me hard, right? He's saying, we need to remember that everything we have and everything we're doing and all of this is by God's grace. None of us deserve Any of God's grace in other verses, other versions, and other places in the book, he says God's undeserved grace. We don't deserve this. We don't deserve God's love. None of us have done anything good enough to deserve the blessings and the grace that God gives us, or any of the resources we have. And the second that we feel like we're entitled to these things, it kind of changes how we view things, right? You make you think, oh wait, wait, wait. I go to church all the time when I can, I, I read the Bible all the time, I pray for people, I even ha- listen to Christian music, I even have some Christian signs on my walls in a house. I do all these things, you know, I certainly, I deserve God's blessing a little more than those people out there that never read their Bible and never go to church and sometimes even mock God or do things we don't believe in. But the second we convince ourselves or start to think a little bit, even one ounce, that we are entitled To our salvation because we earned it. Then we switch our minds from one of being able to share God's love that we got for free to want to protect it because we are entitled to it, right? We don't want to protect it. We don't want to be exclusive and hold on to it. We need to share it out. And that's what he's saying. We have all these things, but we didn't earn any of it. It's all from God's grace. So, for by God's grace, He's writing this letter to us and says, what is it? He says, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news so that I present you as an acceptable offering to God made holy by the Holy Spirit. So I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. The only thing he gets excited about, the only thing he's enthusiastic about is that by God's grace, he's able to include the message to new people, right? He says, I can bring out to Gentiles, which up to that point were largely excluded, right? So the only thing that he's proud about is the fact that he has been able to bring this message of God's love to new people, to include a brand new group of people, which in Gentiles really includes most of us too, right? Aren't you glad by God's grace that he included us, right? And the whole idea is that we need to not think that we're entitled to God's love, or God's, God's message, but ensure we are including as many other people as possible through that, right? How do we accept the invitation? How do we become included in God's kingdom? Uh, it's real simple. We simplify it down to the ABC prayer here at Journey Church. Uh, the A in the ABC prayer is just that we admit that we need a Savior. I love what Matt said last week that it's real easy to admit we're a sinner. Oh, no problem. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect, right? But to go beyond that and be vulnerable enough to say that I need a savior to save me. I'm not good enough on my own. I need some intervention here. I, I cannot save myself. I need God's love to save me. And then to believe that that intervention came in the form of Jesus Christ, who came to live a perfect life on earth, to die on the cross for us as the perfect sacrifice, pay the price that we should have paid. And that his his blood is was the sacrifice that needed to wash away our sins. And then he not only did that, but he rose again afterwards, defeating death, proving that he was God and that it was all done. He did that for us. Believe that he's the one that made the way. That he's he was the only one who deserved to be worshipped, and he died for us. We don't deserve it at all. And then the rest of our life is committing the sea, commit to sharing God's love through our lives. And we're talking about specifically how to do that as we go on. So the question today, oh, and if if you're at home right here and you're praying that prayer for the first time, for the first time you really are vulnerable enough to let that invitation, accept that invitation into your life and accept His forgiveness, please follow up with us. Let us know in the chat. Let us know fill out your cards and when you fill out your uh, sticky notes, let us know before you leave here. We want to love with you. We want to follow up with you. We want to support you on your walk with Jesus. So make that happen today. That would be a great gift to yourself uh, this Thanksgiving time. All right, so let's go on with the question. How do I be more inclusive? If God's love includes everyone, even the people I think don't deserve it, including myself, how do I be more inclusive? Well, let's look at what he says. Romans 15, the rest of this uh, passage here. Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me bringing the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I worked among them. They were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders, by the power of God's spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Illyricum. Here's the thing. How do we be more inclusive? Get out of the way. Let God's love shine through us. Let the signs, he says, yeah, I dare not boast about anything except me, uh, except what Christ has done through me. Right, we uh, sometimes get so fed up on ourselves that how, which, how, how we need to shine, that we get in the way. The way that we can include everyone is to get out of the way and let God shine through our lives. Too often when we talk about God, it turns into a humble brag. Do you know what a humble brag is? Here's an example of a humble brag. I st- stepped in gum, who spits on a red carpet, right? This is a way, like a humble brag is when you like, kind of hide uh, a boast wrapped in, like, something they're trying to be humble about. Clearly, this person uh, only wanted to, you know, let everyone know that they were at a red carpet event, right? So, but then they wrap it in this. That's kind of what we do. We talk about God. Sometimes that turns into this. Turns into, well, you know, when I was reading the Bible, before the sun came up, like, I do every single day, you wouldn't understand, you know? Uh, I learned all this. And you kind of turn this about you, right? And about how good you are and all the things you're doing because your faith is so strong. And that's not what it should be about. Those kind of comments actually push people away. From God, they see that like ugh, these people. They roll their eyes. Then it kind of takes pushes them away. It's kind of like that that rotten fruit we talked about a, a few weeks ago. How and we think this, you know, talking about God, but it's really about ourselves, and we're pushing people away with that. We need to be careful about the humble brag. When we talk about God, it shouldn't be about us. Let God have this time this, and this, sun, this sunlight. Let Him shine through what we do. Right? Uh, if you look back at the verse, it says, uh, "What what was the convincing part?" What was, why was Paul's message so powerful? Here's why. It says, they were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders, by the power of God's Spirit. And we spent a lot of our time like waiting, oh, give me a sign, God, I need a miracle. That's us. We're supposed to be the signs and miracles. We're supposed to be able to let God work in our lives, get out of the way of ourselves, let God get in our lives, and, and let his love be the signs and miracles in our lives to everyone else. Right? That's how we can include them. By just showing how god works in our own lives not because of us but because of him that's the that's it. the holy spirit when we let the holy spirit work in our lives and not be a full of ourselves that's how we can include everyone it is no doubt that we are in a divided nation right now we're divided politically we're divided racially we're divided economically divided spiritually i could go on And we have a choice. As those who have already accepted the invitation of God's love that we didn't deserve, we have a choice. Every time we come in to encounter people, are we going to be the needle and thread that tries to sew back the fabric that's been ripped? Or are we going to be the scissors that cuts it apart? Are we going to let our entitlement, let our judgment, let our arrogance divide us deeper? Or are we going to be the one that says, you know I didn't deserve this, but do you know how much God loves us? And share that in a way that gives God the glory that can pull together our nation, right? And we're talking about our, 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 our front row, the people we can really minister to. That's the people at the bottom here. Those are the people that we want to include. It's good to focus on people that we love and that we're close to, and definitely we should do that and pray for them and invest in them, right? But I think it's okay to leave that open spot at the very bottom to be inclusive right to think as we go through our day thinking like uh, oh maybe this person is someone that god wants me to include right or maybe it's this person if we have this mentality that we're gonna go out and maybe there's one more person that needs to be included in our in our front row like always have that empty chair at the end of the front row for whoever might need to be on our list think of it as a game of reverse musical chairs right Instead of, uh, you know, taking chairs away from people that we need to exclude, oh, we can't include, include them, oh, they don't want to care, and taking them out and so that a circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. What if we always had that chair out? What if we're always looking for someone who's wandering, looking for a place to sit, and we can say, you know what? Look what God's done in my life. He could do it for you, too, and have that chair for them so we can include them as well. That's this week's big, 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 big challenge to include someone new this week. And that might th- look different for all of us, right? It could be big or small. It could be um, just writing someone's new, their, their new name on that list of our front row. It could be praying for someone else that we maybe have written off in the past. Maybe it's, uh, if, you, if you are interacting with people at work, maybe, you know, go sit with someone new, and of course, six feet apart from them with a mask it. But it's, it's include them to make them know that you notice them. That you see them, right? Maybe it's including someone different in your group group chat, or whatever you do as you go through just including that new person there. And that's not challenging enough. Let me flip it for you. Ask yourself, who am I excluding? Who is it in my life that I've said, well, not them, right? Maybe an entire people group that you're excluding, or thinking, why am I excluding them? Are they not good enough for God's love? Right? What is it? So maybe if those are the questions we have to hard ask hard questions we have to ask ourselves. Who should we be including? Who are we excluding? And let's spend this week thinking every single day, who can I include new this week? When we have this inclusive mentality, that's what repairs the division. That's what makes people feel like God loves them. We can do that.